I'm Elena Salinas, software engineer and host of the Women in Tech Show, a podcast where we talk about what we work on, not about what it feels like to be a woman in tech. For more information about the show, go to wit.fm. That's wit.fm. Since 1994, hundreds and now thousands of women in technology gather for the Grace Hopper celebration of women in computing. Just this last year, in 2019, it attracted 25,000 attendees from all over the world. The Grace Hopper Celebration, also known as GHC, is organized by AnitaB.org, a global nonprofit helping women in tech succeed. Ketty Esquivel, Vice President, Head of Marketing and Communications at AnitaB.org, explained the different goals they have to help reach gender equity in the tech industry. Ketty also talked about AnitaB.org's mission, GHC, and other programs that they organize throughout the year. Before we continue with the interview, I wanted to invite you to check out our latest podcast, The 5-Minute Mentor. In this podcast, you'll hear from prominent engineers, writers, artists, and more in five minutes or less. Check it out by going to mentors.fm or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts by searching for 5-Minute Mentor. Thank you. Ketty Esquivel, Vice President, Head of Marketing and Communications at AnitaB.org, is joining us today. Ketty, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I want to begin first by talking about AnitaB.org. What is it? What is its mission? Yeah, so AnitaB.org is a very, for me, inspiring organization. Being someone who, you know, again, in 2003, started this conversation around access and really ensuring that diverse communities were engaged in this conversation around technology. To fast forward 16 years later, right, and to be uh, part of an organization that this is the mission of the organization. It's really for the people who are building technology, right, and who are leaders in the space to reflect the population right, for who the technology is produced, right? And so, like, vice versa, there needs to be, and I think, you know, throughout the course of all of the conference, it's, it's been lifted up, and I want to lift it up here again. If you have in the world of technology people that look a certain way, they're going to miss the needs, right, and the opportunities as it relates to other diverse populations. If you have, you know, really a team of folks who reflect the diverse demographics, not only of this nation, but of the world, then I think you're really able to get to the richness of, of what's possible. And so that's really the mission of AnitaB.org. And to me, that's really inspiring. And obviously, it's a very specific focus. Well, maybe not obviously for those that don't know, but the AnitaB.org focus is, is historically on women. But there's been an evolution, right, of that focus on women to also look towards intersectionality, which is really powerful because to say that you focus on women could also mean that you just focus on one specific woman which is embodied in one certain way. But when you're talking about embracing this intersectionally, then you're really talking about focusing on a much broader demographic, right? And again, that goes back to representing the possibilities of how tech can be leveraged to solve all kinds of problems in the world. Exactly. And like I mentioned earlier, you're in charge of the overall marketing and communications of AnitaB.org. So 
What are some of the things that you're looking at in this space? I know you have a background in you know, multicultural, social media kind of initiatives, but specifically to anirabi.org, how do you approach a strategy? Yeah. So it's interesting because I actually happen to have a passion for multicultural because I am a daughter of immigrants and I'm bilingual, bicultural. But I'm born in this country and I've lived a significant period of my life here in the U.S. But I'm also a global citizen. I lived in Asia for, you know, over three years, almost four. Um, I've lived in Brazil. I've lived in Mexico. Spent some time, you know, in Ethiopia and Addis Abeba with the United Nations. So I just want to be very specific and I share this consistently as much as I can. My work has gone back and forth. I have sometimes done work that is global in its nature, and sometimes I've done work that's very specific and deep in the Latinx community. And so my last three roles were with agencies. So I was an executive vice president and a senior vice president at Edelman. And my role there was I was overseeing brand, the brand team, and also the work that we do on tech. And it was with all community. So it wasn't specifically on one community. It was really looking at some of the, the work that we were doing was also outside of the boundaries of the United States. So I just want a, a kind of clarity around that. And then when I was working for Fenton before that, I was doing absolutely no multicultural work. In the Edelman one, I was able to bring in the multicultural piece because I also was helping to lead their efforts as it relates to the Latino community, but at, at Fenton it wasn't. And then before that at Ogilvy, same thing. And at Ogilvy, it was very specifically digital focused on majority community. But as a Latina myself, and this is why I say it's so important for you to have such diverse folks on your team, not because it was my job, but because I saw the opportunity as we were doing work. So for example, some of the work that we were doing with HHS, right? So a big government entity that needs to talk about the work around health for the community in the United States as a whole. Well, when we're thinking about marketing and communications, digital and otherwise, if we just think about it and we think that engaging the general population in our communication needs to look just one way, like one demographic, that's problematic because that doesn't reflect the diversity of this nation. So when I thought about the general market work I was doing, and in all three of these roles, it was general market work, right? As an executive vice president, as a senior vice president, vice president, and vice president, it was all general market work. But I would always think, well, when we talk about general market, we need to think about the nuance of different diverse communities as well. Because something that lands, if you're a white male in Oklahoma, might not land, right? If you are a Latinx in New York, mm -hmm. right? Or if you are an African American in Chicago, or if you are a native person, an indigenous person, right? Anywhere else in this country or the world. And so as we think about these things, it's really important, right, to take a step back and to think about how are we communicating? How are we thinking about diverse audiences? And so bringing it back to anitab.org, one of the things that's it's really been an honor and a privilege to do is to bring that lens into this work. And so I shared earlier with you, I am uh, the only Latina executive on the executive team for AnitaB.org. And I may be one of the first. And I take that very seriously because I think, you know, how do I bring that piece of the multicultural lens that is a personal experience into the work that I do. And so, you know, I'm also from upstate New York, right? So for me, it's also, we are so diverse demographically, even in this country, one needs to think about, you know, how are we messaging and sharing things depending on who you're trying to reach. And so AnitaB.org, one of the really great things I think that we are doing is we are thinking of ourselves 
much more in a way that is embracing diverse communities in this country as well as in the world. And so my goal in this role now is, if that is what we are doing from a mission-based perspective and a programmatic perspective, how do we make that work as it relates to the communications that we're having? And so even here at GHC 19, one of the things that excited me so much was, as we were looking through the scripts and we were deciding what we wanted to, to talk about from the main stage, I said, well, we're a global, we're a global organization, right? And we're doing global work and the women that are coming are global. Can we insert some multilingual aspect to this? And again, we're on a trajectory, so we can't all of a sudden, right, have it completely shifted. But you saw in some of the videos, if you heard the nosotras, Podemos cambiar el mundo? Like, mm -hmm. that was me, right? We did voiceovers internal from our staff. One of my other colleagues did it in Mandarin. That's great. And then the same thing as it related to some of the slides, you know, some of the videos. We, when we went to go and film the kids, I shared with my team, I would like for us, and we were going to a city in an urban area that was diverse, I said, we want to see the diversity on the video. We want the girls to represent, because we don't want to continue to perpetuate this thinking that it needs, and, and it's important to be intentional. Yeah. And so, you know, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot and that I'm bringing into the work from a marketing and comms perspective is everything that we're doing needs to reflect that strategy that we have of exactly. intersectionality and the strategy that we have of the global component. Yeah, and that's actually very similar to something that I thought I was here in 2017. And I know they have a playlist of songs in the keynote. And I thought there's definitely like some empowering songs in Spanish like and this is an international audience so it would be great like if we had a playlist I mean it's, some people might think it's a little thing but for me I mean I did notice like I mean I like Beyonce and Rihanna yeah. but I also want to hear empowering music in Spanish so I think okay well thank you for that yeah. feedback because I am all excited about that yeah and that's <laughs> again like you're saying Anina Vidorg is global and multicultural and yeah you're uh, I mean in my opinion the right person for this role because you've done a mixture of both global and you know Latinx specific so thank you yeah for sure what are some of the main things that you're looking at accomplishing you know in the next several years in Anita Bidorg I know you mentioned a few but as I answer that question, I want to kind of combine it with a last question for this reason. Yes, I am bringing this perspective into the mix, and, and I am humbled and honored to have this opportunity and to be, I think, to be entrusted in this role as being an executive, right, that comes from upstate New York, that happens to be the daughter of immigrants from Mexico and Guatemala, that is Latina, right, bilingual, bicultural, so I'm excited about the Spanish music too. But I'm not alone in this journey, and so this is why I want to tie it back. So when I was advocating for us to have diverse faces and diverse representation of experience in these videos. When I was talking about the linguistic diversity, I had allies, right, that were a part of the organization. And some of these folks who have been with the organization for years, and what they were waiting for was a partner, right, to be able to help to execute. And so it's, again, it's really a privilege to be given the possibility to be that partner for them. But I do want to be clear, it's not that all of a sudden I came in and, you know, kind of on my own I'm doing all of this. No, it's we as an organization, I think, have incredible people. I mean, the team at AnitaBeat.org is just, it's, when I look at the people that I work with, it is incredible. And my team, the marketing and communications team, I mean, 
I've been so just thrilled at the work that they've done over the course of the last several um, days. And when I go beyond that, when I think about the work that all of the different verticals of our organization um, is, is moving forward in, and they're doing it in the spirit of a commitment to intersectionality. And I think, you know, some live it and breathe it and have for years. And so it's great to be doing it in partnership, right, with those folks, and I, I want to lift it up. And so with the language thing, I'll just call out two names. So Benedict, actually, was one of the ones that was very supportive, and Stuti, who actually oversees the whole thing. And so, and Benedict is actually one of the other voices. She did French, because we were thinking, what languages do we want to do? And I said, well, let's at least start with the ones that are the most spoken in the world. Right, and so obviously Spanish, and then French, and then you know Mandarin and Hindi. Right, so I just want to kind of, and so to your question about what I hope for, I hope to continue to work. No, I won't. I hope I will continue yeah. to work in partnership with the phenomenal teammates that I have at AnitaB.org to continue to transform it organizationally, because we are in a culture change process ourselves, right? And also as it relates to our external manifestation in the world. And I will work to ensure that other communities feel that this is theirs as well. I went to the Latinas in Tech lunch, I think it was, and so over 200 Latinas there, and they were turning away people at the door, and that's exciting, right, that, that we're here. So I got up on stage, they introduced me, Deidre, who is our head of communities, introduced me to the women there, and I got up on stage, um, just to introduce myself, I wanted to hand out business cards so people knew that I am, right? Like, it's important for people to know, right? And I wanna work with folks, right? So I wanna know who is out there that I can partner with. And so I got up on stage, and I started chatting with folks in English. And before I knew it, I was in Spanish. And then I realized, oh, wait, I'm in Spanish. Yeah. And maybe not everyone speaks Spanish, because in our community, there are some that speak just English, some that speak just Spanish, some that speak English and Spanish. So I went back to English, and I apologized. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. All of a sudden, I switched into Spanish. And everyone was laughing. And like people were talking in English and Spanish. And so. Um, it was really nice, and I lived in Brazil, so I was in the moment, and I forgot to like mention Portuguese. But when I came down from stage, and I was kind of, I went to the different tables, handing out my business card and meeting people, and then there were a couple people from Brazil, and they said I'm from Brazil, so I'm like, oh, you tudo bem, right? Yeah. And I started speaking to them in Portuguese, and and they're like, oh, why didn't you do it from the stage? And I'm like, because I forgot, and I'm sorry, <laughs> and next time I promise I will. But I think that's what I envision. I envision us as AnitaB.org truly representing the diversity of the global community and then being able to go out and make that community feel heard, seen, respected, acknowledged, and engaged. And I think we're on that journey line and we're starting to do it. And we have been doing it. I mean, uh, I think, you know, again, my hat's off to AnitaB.org. Actually, the first time I heard about GHC was at the Latino in Tech pre-conference that I did at South by Southwest. I had a couple of Latinas there, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, because we met at GHC. And I was like, what, GHC, what is that? You know, and so, um, you know, so it's, to me, it's, I know that there is already, there has been historically some of that work done. But my goal and my hope is for us to take that to the next level as we continue to grow the organization because our dream and our vision is not a small one, right? We're talking about 50-50 by 2025. Mm -hmm. To get to 50-50 by 2025, we need all of us in todos los idiomas, yeah. in every language, right? And so my hope is to be able to be 
I say, my little grain of sand, mi granito de arena, right? My little grain of sand contributed to that beach with all of the other folks who are working towards this end so that we truly can get to that milestone. Yes, and before we finish, I just wanted to talk about some of the initiatives from Anita Biroorg. I know we've been talking about its mission and your goals and the reach. Can you give some examples of initiatives? Yeah, of course, my pleasure. So one of the things I think that is really cool about anitabi.org is that if people know about us, they know about us many times because of GHC. And GHC is absolutely extraordinary and phenomenal, but it's only a few days out of the year. And the thing with anitabi.org is that our commitment is not for women to come together a few days out of the year to support each other. It's really to build a movement and that movement to be a movement that's 365 days out of the year. And so we have programs, specific programs that help to support that in different communities and in different ways. And so I had shared a little bit about Deidre and the community's work that we're doing. And I mean, the history of the work that we're doing with sisters, for example, all over the world is just extraordinary. And I lift that up as an example because I know in our conversation before we started the um, live recording was that, you know, you're really interested in the women that are actually doing the work, the really the technology work. Mm -hmm. And what, that's what Sisters is. It's a community of technological women across the world who are coming together to support each other to inspire each other and to do it 365 days a year. And so that is, I think, one really powerful legacy, if you will, kind of community that has been built. And so that's absolutely fantastic. One of the other things that we're doing is, again, GHC is extraordinary, but how about access, right, in other parts of the world? How do we get other people access to some of our programming and to some of this thinking? And so we are doing different events in different parts of the world. And so we did one in Australia recently, and that was just absolutely phenomenal. I, we actually trended right on Twitter in Australia. Cool. I mean, imagine that, right? In Dublin, there was an event. There's one coming up now in New York. Uh, so, you know, thinking a little bit more about how we continue the conversation from a conference perspective, right, or a celebration perspective, if you will, a coming together perspective outside of that one time per year. Right. I have a colleague, her name is uh, Stephanie Rodriguez. I first thought she was Latina, so I was super excited. And then she's like, no, I'm not Latina. I just, you know, my stepdad had the last name. And so, but she is a tremendous ally. Okay. And so she's absolutely extraordinary. And the work that she is doing with policy and advocacy work in the Beltway and throughout the nation, I think, again, it goes way beyond just a few days a year, right? It's a 365 kind of day focus, right? Mm -hmm. And we also are looking at companies. And so my other colleague, Michelle Flat, who's also, again, I keep on saying these people are incredible, but they just, they really are extraordinary women. And so they just came out with this report that is talking about what are the top companies and what are their best practices, right? And what makes them top companies? And what does that mean? And how are they moving things forward? And so there is, in addition to these other things that I mentioned, there's also this more kind of scientific analytic rigor as it relates to um, seeing where are we right exactly. on this continuum and then to putting it together in a report so that people have access and are able to see 
what's the current status and who's doing what and who's doing it right, you know? Exactly. And there's many more, but I also <laughs> want to be, I could keep going if you like, yeah. but I know you are ready to ask other questions. Yeah. Like, so. Well, I really like that you bring that up because what happens here doesn't just stay in anirabi.org and the attendees. It's, you know, what you're saying, you're writing best practices and you are highlighting companies that are inclusive and explaining why it makes it them a great place to work at. And then other companies can look to those yep. reports as an example and then incorporate them. So it just the reachability of anirabi.org is huge. I don't know the exact number, but I think it has a lot of impact in technology companies. Yeah. And the thing is, too, it's like you do good by doing good in the world, Yeah. right? I mean, it was shared in one of the talks right now for the closing of GHC19, but there have been empirical studies that show from a business perspective, if you are doing this work and you're doing it right, it's actually good for your bottom line. So it just, it makes a lot of sense. And again, I think the work that AnitaB.org does with their partners, because there's a whole substantive curriculum of work that AnitaB.org does with partners and with sponsors that goes way beyond even this particular report. And that's really exciting for me too, because we are in conversations with these businesses to talk with them about, well, what does it truly mean to be not just diverse, but to be thinking about diversity and inclusion, right? And thinking about it in an intersectional way. Exactly. Well, Kathy, thank you for coming on the show. It's been great talking to you. Thank you. It's been an honor to be with you. And again, I really appreciate all that you do lifting up these voices for women in technology. Thank you.